Suspend your disbelief, your rational, analytic mind, just for a minute, just for the length of this podcast. What if all I am about to tell you is the truth? What if the information you will be provided is from a divine source? Just for this time, I am your Axis Mundi. Consider this podcast your channel, your second opinion. When I do a reading, something larger than myself is working through me. So ask what you wish. This is your channel, your doorway to the divine. Welcome to John's Tarot Podcast. Welcome to you from New Mexico. I'm from Germany. From Arizona. If you can find lower prices anywhere, my name ain't Nathan Arizona. And welcome to John Sterrell Podcast. This week I'm going to continue on my subject of chronic pain and a solution to chronic pain. I'm going to uh, just kind of close up the topic and I'm also going to include a little uh, UFO update. Let me know what you think about the UFO updates and how often I should do it, or if I should do it at all. Anyway, this update was on uh, taken off of a a Dr. David Hanscom, and I will include a a link to Dr. Hanscom. And Dr. Hanscom, he talks about, uh, he's he's a neurologist, he's a neurosurgeon, and he's been dealing with chronic pain for a long time. New thinking, new thinking allowed, uh, that's where I got uh, this interview from, and I'll include the link. And he says, and he came down with chronic pain himself. He was treating chronic pain with surgery. And many times, uh, he says, that surgery, all surgeries for chronic pain are only 20% effective. And uh, he believes that many times our medical, uh, our medical people are causing more problems than are resolving. And, you know, surgery should be one of your last resorts. And... He talks about uh, how chronic pain can lead to anxiety. That anxiety uh, will manifest itself in a constant state of alert. Now, I had that constant state of alert from growing up in an abusive family. Or if you are in a, uh, a relationship, the abusive relationship, you might be in a constant state of alert. Or just coming out of the COVID, we've all been in a constant state of alert. And that increases our susceptibility to disease. And his, that sustained, that he says, that sustained uh, living in that state opens up the doorway for disease and health problems. And he has, uh, he's looked into this. And one, one of the things that he talks about in his interview is that finding a safe place. Uh, a safe place, and he also talks about uh, space between your thoughts, trying to get a space between your thoughts. And one of the pl- ways he does that to find a space between your thoughts is he talks about uh, expressive writing. I haven't tried the expressive writing, and maybe I should, to take a, uh, as a way of processing your deeper emotions. He also talks about anti-inflammatory diets. Now, I, I do mostly a low-carbohydrate diet, sometimes keto, try to stay in the keto. And I think that's a pretty anti-inflammatory diet, but I'm, I need to look into that more too. And he also talks about exercise as a 
anti-inflammatory that when we do exercise that adds to our anti-inflammatory response. So those are a couple of things and, uh, that we all need to look into, especially as we're coming out of this co- the serious part of COVID uh, and the, uh, uh, the flight or fight syndrome. You know, we've all been on high alert for the last couple of years and we need to start to come out of that high alert in order to maintain our health. So let's take a look at some questions. Uh, I want to get to Tarot's opinion on this. Uh, a couple of questions I had written down were, um, how can we create a place of safety where we feel safe, where we can let, let go of that anxiety? How can we lower our anxiety? And how to nurture joy? I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer all three of those, but uh, we're going to take a shot at it and see what we get. At least how to create uh, a place of safety and how to lower anxiety. So let me switch over to, uh, I know I'm going to switch over to the UFO screen just for a minute. So be patient and then we'll get over to the tarot screen. Welcome to my UFO recording screen. I think every week or every other week, or you let me know how often, I'll do a little UFO update. So for this week, I have an article here on uh, that I got uh, Tuesday. Uh, the date must have been... On the 5th of July. And let me read the article for you. Stunned by UFOs, exasperated fighter pilots get little help from the Pentagon. In April 2014, four naval aviators narrowly escaped disaster. Just as they entered a highly controlled airspace for training exercise, their two F-18 fighter jets nearly collided with an unidentified flying object. To the frustrations of dozens of their fellow aviators, such a near catastrophe was inevitable. For months before and after the incident, air crews flying in exclusive use training areas used by the U.S. East Co- on the East Coast frequently observed unknown objects exhibiting highly anomalous flight characteristics. Despite the collision hazard posed by the UFOs, aviators lacked a formal mechanism to report the mysterious objects. With aviation safety alerts as their only recourse, frustrated aviators and their commanders noted that UFOs pose a severe threat to naval aviation and a critical risk to flight safety. Just days before the April 2014 incident, the squadron's exasperated commander wrote that it is only a matter of time before this results in a mid-air collision. A few weeks earlier, the skipper of another East Coast squadron warned, I feel it may be only a matter of time before one of our F-A-18 aircraft has a mid-air collision. Despite the frequency of the encounters and the severity of the hazard, it took the Navy five years to adopt a formal reporting structure. The first batch of these reports, heavily redacted and spanning only a few months in 2019, makes it clear that the U.S. government faces a significant challenge. So, I think for this week, the question I'm going to ask is, uh, why are the UFOs in our restricted airspace where our military is performing exercises? That's a a danger. What are they doing there? Or are they performing their own exercises and we're in their airspace? There's a possibility of that too. So let's ask the tarot and see what it comes up with. Also, please let me know if you'd like me to do a UFO question like this each week. It's kind of a 1950s setup with the music and the, and the background. Let me know what you think. 
Okay, so here I am at my tarot reading screen. Why don't we say, first question. First question, how do we find, how do we lower our anxiety? Coming out of post-COVID, how do we lower our anxiety and therefore you know, lead healthier lives? This will just be a three-card reading. How do we lower our anxiety? Uh, let me tell you that uh, my ability to read tarot is a gift, uh, an expression of divine love, and I'm here to share it with you in that same spirit. So how do we lower our anxiety? I'm using the tarot of dreams. First card in the past. Two of coins. In the present. The nine of swords. Huh. And that is the card of extreme anxiety. And in the future, the six of swords. Alrighty, let's uh, go ahead and make my cards a little bigger. There we go. So the two of coins. The two of coins is always a card of balance. We've had a lot of things on our plate. We've had a lot of activities. You know, not only we've been trying to work, we've been trying to stay healthy. We've been trying not to get sick. We've been worried about our families. We've been worried about our jobs. Uh, maybe we've had COVID and we've been worried about our recovery. Will we ever return to the same status we were before? We've had a lot on our plate. And it's suggesting then that we do not take on anything new for the time being. That we have plenty on our plate right now. Uh, let's get a handle on what we have going on in our lives. We're going through a major transition as we kind of go into the endemic phase of this COVID situation and that we don't take on anything new. If it's a chronic pain issue you're dealing with, don't take on anything new for a period of time. You just need, you just need to, you got enough going on. You need, to, you need to balance what you have going on right now without taking on anything new. And then the nine of swords is the card of intense anxiety. And it, says, it suggests that we allow yourself to look forward to the future with optimism. Honestly, admit to yourself that you have sacrificed time and energy on a situation that simply does not work. So uh, we've been in that period of high intense anxiety. That simply is not going to work. This could be a time to cut your losses. If so, recognize how much time and energy you have sacrificed in a way of being that is not right for you and we're not right for your life at this time. A turning point. This may be an opportunity to heal, as you said, a heavy burden that weighs you down. How appropriate is that? A difficult emotional period. Whatever causes is unavoidable. It is fate. Regardless of your actions, this situation could not have been avoided. So certainly as we look at the COVID thing, that was not... Uh, None of that could have been avoided. That could not, not, by, not by anything that we could have done individually. It simply is fate that uh, befell all of humankind. Time to let it go. Uh, that period of intense anxiety. Time to let it go. That's, not, that's no longer an appropriate way of being as we move forward on to the next phase. Uh, the, in my last video, I talked about how the congratulations, we are moving into a new phase. If you survived this long, excellent job and then the six of swords you have, so you've seen the big picture ideas have occurred to you as what 
what you need to do. Commit yourself to change that leads to improvement. So I talked earlier in this video about changes that we need to make in our life that'll lead to improvement. Um, I talked about uh, creative writing. I talked about uh, anti-inflammatory diet. I talked about uh, exercise. All of these things were appropriate as we move into this next stage. And that's how to deal with the current um, anxiety that we maybe have regarding to this change. So let me go ahead and gather the cards. And I'm gonna go right into the UFO question. Or should I ask? Well, let's go right into the UFO question. I'm trying to keep these videos short. You know, one of the things I would like, let me know how you like the UFO section. Uh, and one of the things I think I like to do is, uh, I need a new camera. I am, I am working with the cheapest of equipment. Let me know how my, how my uh, quality of my videos are. I'm really interested in your opinion. And uh, that'll help me, um, force me to uh, make that decision on whether I need a new camera. So, in terms of UFOs, why are they in the areas of our naval aircraft? Why are they in the areas of, I've got another three card reading. Why are the UFOs hanging around the areas of our naval aircraft? Okay, let's take a look. First card, why are the visitors, the tower, the past, the present, the magician, why are they hanging around the areas of our naval aircraft, huh? And the future, the moon. So, the tower is always a card of change. That uh, whatever is going on has been going on and the change is taking place because what, what has been going on, is on has been on unsteady ground. On, on, so the structure itself is unsteady and starting to collapse. And it takes a little uh, change of nature in order to change the whole structure. So as I look at this, I think it's talking about our relationship with the visitors. That, that has been on unrealistic ground, uh, that uh, dynamic change is taking place. And once this dynamic change takes place, we'll be able to, we'll be on a whole different footing. Our new structure can be built on more solid ground and a more solid footing. And I think that's referring in the past to our relationship with the visitors. Now, currently, we have the magician. The magician is a card of a, he is a guy, he's always just, he has everything he needs in order to create a functioning system or to resolve a problem. All the things that we see on him, what does it show on this card? Well, he, I know he has a wand. He typically has a coin, he typically has a cup. So, and the, the answer is always within the problem. So we need to study the problem carefully. Uh, that might mean the Navy needs to create a better way of, uh, for the pilots to report the incidences that are going on. Maybe the Navy needs to reveal to the pilots uh, that the nature of the phenomena that they're seeing. I think the Navy knows. At certain higher levels, the Navy knows the, the nature of this phenomena, and they're not revealing it to the pilots. So we, they need to carefully study the problem. They need to formulate a plan 
whether that be a better plan in terms of uh, forms and and able to report the phenomena, uh, telling the pilots the truth about the nature of the phenomena, they need to have a planned form for reporting these things. And maybe sometimes that, that might require that the Navy move to a slightly different area where these phenomena doesn't exist. Because they, if they do exist and they're in that area, maybe we just, it's a big ocean. There's enough room in there for all of us. Maybe we need to move 20, you know, 20 miles away where, the, where we're not going to interfere. And then, so we need to have a plan. We need to carry out the plan. And then we need to observe the effects of the plan. That's the magician. We have everything we need in order to get along with this this phenomena, to train our pilots, and to avoid any kind of mid-air collision. And then the moon. The moon is a wild card. Because um, that always has to do with unknown journeys. In this card, we see two wolves and then two, and then two, two poles, two wands, and then the birds or bats flying in the background. And uh, actually what we have here is a wolf and a, and a tame dog with a path in between. And then the, the two towers of uh, severity and mercy of the, of the Kabbalah. It is an uncertain path with an unknown destination, which is certainly frightening in all its proportions because we have to walk this path between our wild fears and our... the and our controlled instincts. We don't know where this is leading, but we know that it's being lit by a guiding light, the moonlight of night. It's not like the light of day where you clearly see your path. The moonlight is a light where you have to slowly go as step by step and evaluate the changes with each step. And then through the through paths of the, the Kabbalah, the towers of the Kabbalah, severity and mercy, this is a natural thing, a natural thing that needs to happen. We need to carefully go. We're not quite sure where it's going to lead because uh, all the cards haven't been played, but it's going to lead somewhere and probably lead to a, a different relationship than we've had in the past. And always with new relationships, there is an element of fear, and we just don't know where we're going to end up. So I think that for this week, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Well, it's my pleasure, and I hope to see you all next week. And uh, send me a little feedback, what you think about uh, some of the readings I did this week and the, the format I'm using, and I look forward to seeing you all next week. So be cool, have a great week, and I'm looking forward to see you again next week. All right, bye-bye.